This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Cents on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Cents, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Wee Boon. Since 2008, the rise of robo-advisors has taken the world by storm. At first, the main purpose of this fintech development was to rebalance assets as a way for investors to manage passive accounts. But as time went by, and with the integration of more sophisticated AI and more players coming up, robo-advisors have grown popular with the millennials and Gen Z, who lauds its affordability, accessibility and convenience. But as exciting as this development has been, is it the be-all, end-all financial solution? Well, joining me to discuss his thoughts on robo-advisors is Yap Ming Hui, the founder and managing partner of Whitman Independent Advisors. He's also a licensed financial advisor. Good morning and welcome to the show, Ming Hui. So let's start off with this. From your perspective, what are the limitations of robo-advisors? So let me, in the beginning, set the record straight. I'm not saying that robo-advisor is not good. What I discover along the years is that some people mistaken robo-advisor as a replacement to human financial advisor, not because the name called robo-advisor, digital advisor. So they thought that if they have robo-advisor, they don't need human advisor anymore. However, to me, that is not true. So I would like to share some limitations of robo-advisor and how best we can address those limitations. Uh, one, I would say robo-advisor invests in ETF and ETF has got limitation in terms of certain performance. And number two, robo-advisor has got a limitation when they act as a fund manager. Number three is that robo-advisor do not offer holistic financial planning. Number four, robo-advisors do not provide customized advice. Number five, there's no personal touch available for robo-advisors. And number six is that there's a lack of coaching needed for an investor. So maybe we can start off with uh, your first few limitations. The first one was ETFs. So first, as you all know, robo-advisors invest in ETF. Okay. Uh, of course, low-cost diversification is always and definitely a strong advantage for ETF. However, when you invest in ETF or any other investment, the ultimate factor that we try to achieve for investment product is the net investment return. So, uh, of course, we know robo-advisor use ETF to invest. However, from a best-of-breed manager fund selection point of view, ETF has its own strength and limitation. The research and track record has shown that ETF tend to perform better in certain developed markets like the US or Europe. Okay? Uh, in other developing markets like China, Malaysia, or even Asian countries, human investment manager generally perform better than robo-advisor, okay? Because uh, developing market generally is less efficient, uh, has got a lot of uh, information gap whereby human manager can take advantage on. So therefore, investor who only invest in robo-advisor will miss out some of the good investment or best of bid fund available in some of these 
developing market. So this is what I see uh, of the limitation of a robo advisor, the fact that they invest in only ETF. But ETFs aren't going away and they help give us a diversified foreign exposure at a fraction of the price. So what's the balance here, especially considering that many of us have EPF that's very locally invested? Yeah, so that's why in this case, we should know is a certain market whereby ETF can perform very well, sometimes even better than human fund manager, we should use ETF. So for example, US, uh, the famous S&P 500, Oh, so we, we should use ETF for that market. Uh, but for certain market like China, you know, this is a part whereby this human fund manager can perform better. This is the area whereby if we use ETF, it may not be so applicable. We should use Unitrust to take care of the particular asset class. Now, moving on to the second limitation that you've, you've noted previously is uh, the limitation as a fund manager. So could you expand on that? You see, robo-advisor, uh, are not ideal for investor, especially if investor have a large sum of money to invest. Okay, uh, especially uh, investor would like to invest everything, you know, the whole wealth they have got into robo advisor. For example, if you have got two million to invest, okay, so it is not ideal for you to invest everything in robo advisor because robo advisor are not able to offer asset access to some of the major access classes effectively. For example, one of our Malaysian favorite real estate uh, or property. Okay? We, we all know how popular physical property investment is it in Malaysia. Okay? In fact, it is an important asset class for Malaysia that has opportunity to provide investors with both capital gain and also rental income. And this investment, property investment, also you can use mortgage loan as a leverage. So this important asset class, like what I mentioned, is not covered by robo-advisor. In addition, uh, for some investor who want to gain more exposure to certain industry sector, okay? Uh, for example, we know that when you use robo-advisor, they will diversify your investment into different sectors. Okay? But if an investor would like to buy more, say, for example, a technology sector, okay? they, they got no choice. They get to go and buy ETF. Uh, they got, got to buy unit trust on technology sector to enhance the exposure that they want to because there is a limitation of what robo advisor would like to put percentage into the technology sector. You know, it sounds like you are probably moving towards the point that rover advisors might not be ideal for investors who have large sum of money to invest. Am I correct to assume that? Yes, because when you have a large, small sum of money, say for example, you only have 10,000, it's no harm to put everything into robo advisor. But if you have got 5 million, <laughs> it is uh, to, to put everything in advisor, then you may be missing some of, the, some of the very important and attractive asset classes. In general, most people don't have that much money, that large lump sum of money to invest. And most of us probably have about 100, 200, 300, 500 ringgit to invest. I mean, what's a better way than a robo-advisor to put that money to work then? Of course, other than robo-advisor, we have got some very affordable investment instrument in Malaysia like Initrust. And now uh, ETF is more popular nowadays. So ETF also can be invested in a small sum. 
and also can be done in a regular saving manner. Okay, well, um, we move on to the next limitation that you've brought up before. There's also no holistic or comprehensive financial planning to uh, robo-advisors. Uh, what, what, what can you expand on that? that that's why I say it, it's just misconception uh, because of a rather confusing name. Uh, people may mistaken robo-advisor as a digital financial advisor that is capable of replacing a human financial planner. But the fact is, RoboWiser is only a subset of entire financial planning ecosystem because holistic financial planning is a comprehensive service which aims to manage and grow one's wealth with high certainty by looking at at least eight areas of wealth management, which include investment planning and management, risk management and insurance, children tertiary education planning, retirement planning, asset protection, estate planning, debt and loan management, and tax planning. So if we were to compare the entire service offering of what financial planning entails, you can see robo-advisor at best only cater for investment planning and management process. So for the issues like estate planning, risk management, insurance, and debt management, an investor would need to go for a human financial planner uh, to, to take care of this area, okay? So that's why uh, as an investor, uh, they need to know, uh, as far as financial planning is concerned, what robot advisor can do and what a human financial or especially licensed financial planner can do. With regards to investing then, what goals should we use robo advisors for then? To me, robo advisor despite the name, it's just another investment product, another investment instrument, uh, whereby uh, for Unitrust, uh, Unitrust is another instrument. Uh, stock investing is also another instrument. So these are all instruments that we use to grow our money, to beat inflation, and to achieve certain return to, achieve, uh, to help achieve our financial goal. So it is one type of investment instrument. That's it. Okay, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Wee Boon and with me is Yap Ming Hui, founder and managing partner of Whitman Independent Advisors. He's also a licensed financial planner. We've been talking about robo-advisors and Ming Hui has been sharing his thoughts on the kind of limitations that he thinks the platform has. Now, Ming Hui, I want to go to your other point, which is no customized advice for robot advisors. Why do you say that? Some people may not really appreciate customized advice because basically to invest, just to give money to the fund manager, to give money to a robot advisor and just invest it. No, why think so much? Why plan so much? Uh, but a lot of people do not know that a, a proper investment planning start with a holistic financial plan uh, start also with cash flow management uh, plus also a asset asset allocation statement okay uh, because one must decide what to invest and how much to invest by taking into consideration of his unique financial goal okay uh, family situation and cash flow see for example uh, every one of us must provide for some cash uh, for emergency reserve before we invest our money. And that amount is very subjective depending on different individual circumstances. 
if you are a, a, a single person, so maybe you have less uh, commitment, uh, you need to provide less cash reserve. Uh, but if you have families, you have more commitment, you have cars, installment, then you, you, the amount will be different compared to a single person. So we know that robo-advisor is only a one investment instrument. So robo-advisor is not capable of providing customer advice. So uh, especially when you need to look into uh, a client situation in a holistic manner. So when it's not able to look at client's unique situation, a human planner need to come in to enhance the whole investment planning and investment decision making. Somewhat of a counterpoint in this is that like it's asking back, how important is a customized advice? I mean, most people that perhaps get into robo-advisors just want to park their money there at a, maybe a monthly basis and revisit it in a couple of years hoping to see a profit. I mean, what would you have to say to this then? That, that's why it, it all depends on the expectation or the standard of investment decision uh, by an investor. So if for a simple investment decision, then of course you can just look at say uh, investment instrument like robo-advisor or unit trust. If you have 200 ringgit a month, you, then you can just invest into it you know, and just expect a return after a few years. But if you would like uh, investment uh, decision to be made, to be more tailored to your own unique situation, to achieve your specific financial goals uh, based on your time horizon, then more planning, uh, more analysis and understanding of your unique situation is necessary. Okay, and we move on to our next point, which is uh, you've mentioned is a lack of personal touch. Could you break it down to us? What do you mean by a lack of personal touch, which is a limitation to robo-advisors? Again, uh, I, I, don't, I don't look at robo-advisor just as an instrument. I'm looking at the human behavior and human emotion when they invest. You see, investment decisions are always very emotional uh, and has got a lot of psychological effect on indi individual. So this part is a part whereby robo-advisor may have difficulty to deliver that empathy and understanding compared to a human counterpart, okay? So as a client, uh, client as a human, always find assurance and value in having a human professional to act as a sounding board to guide them to make investment decision, okay? So however, as we know, robot advisor will just take your money and invest, okay? Uh, the kind of psychological support may not be there. Uh, if I take, for example, a robot advisor, will not hold your hand and talk to you when market just crash, maybe 40, 50 points, okay? So in comparison, if your human advisor uh, is there, uh, they are there to explain to you what happened to the market, uh, how uh, to assort also to reduce your fear and also suggest to you based on your situation, uh, what action to take, should you invest more, or should you just stay on or maybe should you get out of the market? So that is what I mean by personal touch. Uh, bringing it back to your point about being emotional or having close ties to emotion and psychology, I mean, 
it, it can be a benefit, but it also can be uh, a drawback when it comes to even investing. Because right? if I'm emotional about my investing, if I'm emotional about my approach towards money, you know, I might make mistakes. I might be prone to rash decisions. And this is where the counterpoint that the algorithms and the uh, systematic approach of a robot advisor might work for your favor. I mean, what would you say to that? Of course, we know that uh, robot advisor use algorithm to take the emotion out of the human uh, fund manager so that it is the algorithm that make investment decision. But as an investor who put money into robot advisor, they, they also have they still have emotion in them. So in the time of crisis or market uh, downturn, the investor may look at the market and feel as uh, scared and may withdraw money that they they put into robot advisor. No, even though robot advisor has got algorithm to do the right thing. No, but because a human investor is too panicky, they may withdraw, no, or they may not put more money into it because they, they just stun and do not know what to do. This is what I mean. Dwelling more on this, digital adoption and digitalization has significantly accelerated over the last year, the last few years. In fact, the use of digital finance services like robo-advisors have skyrocketed rocketed over the past year. And these users might not be looking for a personal touch as much. I mean, is personal touch overrated then? What's your experience with this? If you are dealing with some small money and you you just want a very straightforward investing, of course, of course you, personal touch uh, not only is overrated and it may not be necessary at all. <laughs> and for some investors, they don't even want a human <laughs> to be uh, in, in presence you know, for their investment uh, whole process. Uh, but for some investors, either they have got more money uh, or they are investing serious money you know, and, or they are more elderly uh, the the fact that they treat this investment money so important, uh, that's why they want to make sure their investment decision to be more balanced. Uh, they want to make sure they make the right decision at the right time. Okay, so that's where human advisor with personal touch to encourage them and to uh, support them is necessary. So it, it depends. One of your final points was the lack of coaching from robo-advisors. Uh, elaborate on that, please. Uh, of course, you see, uh, coaching is what I discovered is very, uh, that is very important and necessary over my many years of experience uh, in advising clients. Uh, because, for example, many Malaysians I, I discover uh, are generally low-risk investors. They like to put money in the bank. Okay, So uh, they park their saving or earning you know, uh, in saving account or maybe fixed deposit. To increase this the investment return of this money uh, so that you are able to achieve financial goals, so that you are able to beat inflation, an investor needs to learn and you need to live with higher risk. Of course, robo-advisor can give you a, a few questions to do a risk profiling of you, but, but, but that, that, that is just it, okay? Because robo-advisors do, do not provide one-to-one risk coaching services, uh, whereby a licensed financial planner, a human advisor, I must qualify, who's 
competent and experienced can guide an investor uh, to get out of their comfort zone to take slightly higher risk and start on a journey to increase the return and along the way support him support the investor to manage a risk in any event that may ha happen along the journey because if this process is not done properly by a human advisor uh, the, the investor who have taken some risk may get easily scared lost confidence unsure what to do and go back to their comfort zone which is put money into the bank again so this is the part whereby i feel it's important Okay, so yes, robo-advisors generally don't provide one-to-one -one coaching services, but they provide relevant education materials, tutorials that might appeal to investors that want accessible, simple, cheaper, and automatically diversified portfolios. So isn't that worth the self-education? Uh, I, I would say uh, those self-education is definitely useful. Uh, it is also important, uh, but unfortunately, in my personal experience of 20 years advising clients, I, I find that uh, this kind of learning material, whether it's reading material or whether it's a video material, can be effective only to a certain level when it comes to influencing or educating clients. The additional gap you know, to, to improve, uh, additional room to improve, somehow require a human being uh, to spar to brainstorm, to discuss about the idea and to prop. So, so that requires a lot of human communication and conversation skill, which I believe this kind of uh, uh, physical education material may not do that part. Just because I want to use a robo-advisor doesn't mean that I can't get coaching and perhaps even hire a financial planner, right? Should, should I be able to do both? You are right. That's why I, I say at the beginning of the interview that I, I, I do not say that this robo-advisor is bad. No? I, I'm just saying that robo-advisor is good in a sense. It provides you a certain good investment opportunity for certain market, but that's not all. Okay, If you need more service, if you need a better quality in your web management. So for them, like what you say just now, it'd be ideal if you invest in a robo-advisor and at the same time, you have a licensed financial planner to guide you, do a planning for you and to advise you. That will be perfect. And that's all the time we have for Regular and Sense. I've been speaking to Yap Ming Hui, founder and managing partner of Whitman Independent Advisors. He's also a licensed financial planner. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. If you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to send them to ringgit at bfm.my or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. I'm Sim Weeboon, signing off for the morning run. We've got the 10am news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.